uh, tuned into uh, uh, Truth It in the AM. Uh, be prepared for some uh, craziness. Let's go. Good morning. I'm in the building. (laughs) Today is Friday, October 20th, 2017. Thank you for tuning in and logging on and welcome to Truth It in the AM. It is your boy Truth It here to address any and all things when it's time to and it's time to. And also by my side, I have the one, the only too real to be phony. Trooper Joe is in the building. Morning. (laughs) Thank you. Good morning. How is everybody responding? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We got some interesting things I think to talk about this morning. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah we, we do. We uh, first, uh, congratulations to you, Troop. Thank we you. are on a pace to get one thousand views oh. for our video that we did. That's It'll be one thing. of our first videos to hit the one thousand mark. Applaud that. Yeah. That That's means uh, after about a, a two years, this is my second year of doing this. After about two years of doing it, staying faithful to it, hard work does pay off. I want to tell everybody that. Yep. Stay faithful, stay true, and uh, continue to work on what you're working on and uh, never give up. That's the main thing. Don't That's give up. Right. Uh, I don't know. A thousand... Don't follow everybody's lead unless it's good for us <laughs> that's right so we're going to go from 1,000 views to 2,000 views to 10,000 views we're going to keep going until we are uh, at millions of views that's that right. and uh, once we get to millions of views that's when uh, we can really do things but one thing that we can do now that we've reached a thousand views is a thousand views is something that we can take to advertisers and say hey look oh yeah people are watching our stuff that's right see we, we couldn't do that way before when we only had uh, you know a lower amount of views but now now we can do that yeah we can bring it to people and We're say viable yeah that's right we need <laughs> a real deal thank you to everybody who watches thank on you. youtube also thank you to people who listen to the podcast on uh iTunes and also thank you to people who listen to it on blogtalkradio.com. Thank you to everybody. That's right. Thank you so very, very much. Right. We really appreciate it. We're hoping to, hoping that everybody else tunes in and maybe maybe they can get some thoughts out of these here. I'm not saying that our opinions are the only opinions, but hopefully they generate thoughts with among everybody and everybody starts to have a real good time with life. Right. Yep, uh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with excited. you on that one hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, we have some stuff that we need to talk about, Troop. Uh, yeah. First, there is this terribly <laughs> racist picture oh, that you don't it, think is racist. No, no, it's not that I don't think it's racist. I see so much wrong with that picture. It's like, okay. Okay. It's, like it, it, it's like a depiction of the polarization of today's world. It's, and and it also shows that... Into, Today's world, even though everybody's talking this sensitivity towards freedom of speech and sensitivities towards 
all kinds of rights. Nobody's thinking. Uh huh. It's like this is dumb. Really, yeah, very dumb. Yeah, you know. I I hope you people have seen the picture. You know. Yeah, that picture is uh, crazy. It's a picture of a woman standing with two young white women, sta- white girls, mm-hmm. uh, Caucasian girls, standing on each side of the white woman in the middle, and then kneeling in front of them <laughs> is a little black girl, and she has the straps going from, I believe, the uh, two white girls to, to the black to the girl. Clothing, yeah. Uh. I can explain the whole picture, you know. Okay, if you want to go ahead. See, the picture The picture is, is, is depicting the 17th century, you know, Plymouth Plantation and how, how the clothing of the 17th century was. So these people are dressed up in, in, in um, the clothing from the 17th century. Mm. But, you know, in the 17th century, the little girl, the little, the little black girl in front... They was all volunteered to play the part and do the dress up and stuff. You know, she volunteered to be the toddler. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be like two years old or three years old. The other two girls are, are like her older sisters or older siblings or something. The straps to the clothes are used at that time to help prop up the toddler so they learn how to walk. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, but the picture is raw. It's just wrong. Why is it wrong if you have the right context of it? They didn't put the context out when they put the picture out. Well, it's hard to put. I mean, not everything always has con. I mean, as long as it comes from the right space, I don't think I don't think it's their responsibility to have to explain to everybody. Whoever put that picture on post and in and and got that picture out should have put the picture out. With, with the preface of what the picture represents. Because to see the picture, you see a black, a white woman with two white white girls with with these little black girl on her knees in front of them and the two white girls are holding stuff. That totally represents an image of slavery. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, it doesn't. It represents what you explained it was. But after now, I explained people, it. now the ignorant can see, will see that and automatically assume. Yeah. But when you assume, you make an A out of you and me. Yeah. Now, th- now, that's it's wrong for them to assume. If they see the picture, they should try to get the understanding of what it really means, not just jump to a conclusion. Well, that's and, what's wrong with today's society. We yep. just jump right to the right. conclusion. This is a very racist picture. And if it, it on the uh, if you just look at it with no thought at all, mm-hmm. it depicts a, a racist picture. You yes, know, with no the, thought at all. No yes. thought at all. Even the clothing would depict this is slavery. This is what slavery looked like back in the day and stuff. And it was it's like you missed a great opportunity to to talk up the the lady. She's from the Plymouth Plantation. She does this all the time. Yep. You know, I'm sure that you know, she that when she does this, she doesn't have a little black girl in front. <laughs> I don't know. The little the little black girl volunteered for the position, right? She, because she's a little black girl. Yeah, I want to play. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll dress up. You know. So, she, so people need to be a little bit. You know, we need to take time and slow down. Yes. And, and we we need to really. And if something interests you. Find out about it. If something really it makes you sick, you know, find out about that. But start. It's, it's time to, we got the internet. 
we we got the Truford in the AM show. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> we we have all these avenues where you can get information about stuff, and you might find out that as you gain more information about something, it becomes more and more interesting. Right. So my my thoughts are: the picture is innocent. The picture is innocent. The picture is innocent. When I first looked at the picture, yep, you can look at it. When I first looked at the picture, I, I, I said it looks like it looks like a slavery picture, yeah. and I was just like everybody else. Yeah. But now that I know the context of the picture, yeah, it's the picture is not the problem. No, it's, it's our not the quick, right. It's us jumping to conclusions. That's, that's the problem. Uh, so why uh, should the school have to apologize? For the image of a black girl and a 17th century toddler leash. You want to know how bad it was? I looked at that picture and I didn't even read that headline. No, you just see the picture. I just saw the picture and stuck with the picture and wanted to get outraged. We today in today's society look for reasons to be outraged. We searching desperately (laughs) to find something to be mad at. True. If I could find, if I could be mad at your wristband and your hand sling, then I would be. I would be mad. I don't like the red on that that represents that represents the blood from slaves and you wearing it on your wrist every day when slaves wore shackles and you wearing that on your you a sellout we just look for reasons to be angry and get bent out of shape and be upset over stuff that has no we have no Mm -hmm. business being angry and upset over it's a 17th century toddler leash period (laughs) that's what it is that's it yeah. It's a it's a leash, and 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 the lady was invited to show it to the school. Now the students probably got it because yep. they knew this lady was coming to the school to talk about the clothing worn In by the seventeenth century. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure they explained to the uh, teacher, to the, and they explained to the the students, and all the students had that understanding. My question is: is that why did not the woman? The mother who shared the picture and got everybody upset and got their panties in a bunch. Yeah. Why did she not go to the school and ask the school, hey, what's up with this picture? I, I and think, then get educated. I think the, the little girl's mother did go to the school. Well, I think the picture was put out there by someone else. Okay. Uh, someone else minding somebody else's business. Uh, <laughs> well, say the little black girl. Uh, well, according to this uh the picture is the writing above the picture says we got this picture from my daughter's classroom today. I won't share my thoughts on this, but I would very much like your reactions to it. Well, maybe they the want mo- people to get mo- bent out of shape yeah, over it. The mother busted. Di- yeah. And it's, it's like, we need to take a break from getting bent out of shape over yep. stuff that really, really, this would, this, this would be insightful to the kids. It's mm-hmm. like they're seeing a part of history right there unfold in front of them. They're seeing, they're seeing what the clothing looked like on the Plymouth Plantation. And then they could ask questions from that all over the place. What was the Plymouth Plantation really right. like? What did the food did they eat? What did they do for fun? You know, what, you know, what did the rest of the kids do and stuff? You know, they could, they're kids. They would have been asking questions about what it's like to be a kid in that time. Whoever shared that picture should be charged with inciting a riot. They trying to, they trying, even the way it was written, I would very much like your reactions to it. They want people to pop off and get upset and write letters and boycott and all kinds of stuff. They just want people mad. But I, I'm, and, and it does too, for me anyways, it does point to the insensitivity of, of people. 
the teachers might have used a little bit more common sense and said, don't put the little black girl down on her knees in front of three white people with leashes on. But the black girl looks <laughs> like she's the smallest. She's smaller than both of the other girls in the pictures. And so she's yeah. the one that looks closest to a toddler yeah. in the picture. What, they're going to have that big old tall fat girl <laughs> sit on and get down and, and, and become the toddler I, in the I, picture? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things in retrospect you could look at and say, could have went this, could have done yeah. this. But it it. it in looking at it in just full face view, that picture is wrong. You, I, I still don't think it's wrong. I think it, I think it's ignorant. It's ignorance it's ignorant. of people. You want to know how? It's no, it's not ignorant of the people who took the picture no, or the people who it, did the picture. It's, it's ignorant. ignorant of people's reactions exactly. to the picture. And that's yeah. why that what makes it wrong. Nope, you, you got to go deep. Yeah, way on back. You know, the image was shared several times with Boston 25 News and prompted school officials to sit down with the local police. That's how ridiculous <laughs> people's reactions out, were. Out of control. Yeah, police had to sit down with the school to discuss it. Like, what what, what, what were the police saying? Oh, we want to make sure that that girl was not a real slave or was not picking cotton in the classroom? What are they, what, what, what crime could have possibly make been sure committed? Make sure she wasn't being flogged. Yeah, let, make sure she wasn't being whipped, was she? Those whips weren't whips to whip her with them, were they? No, I mean... With a real change? Yeah, uh, Superintendent Derek J. Swenson said in, a, in the letter, the director of education for Plymouth Plantation was delivering a lesson on 17th century attire and was demonstrating tethering straps commonly used at the time to help toddlers learn how to walk. The photo shows a white woman posing with two white children and one black child who is crouched on the floor. The girl on the floor is connected to the tethering straps. We realized without this context added to the photo exactly. that it was shared by the classroom teacher. It could be perceived differently, Swenson said. It was never the intent of the lesson to demean or degrade one person or group. And it did not demean or degrade. How is helping someone learn how to walk degree demeaning or degrading someone hey, that's how they do things back in those days we don't do these things. we can't put we, we we do this all the time we take our little itty bitty knowledge that we have and we juxtapose it on every everything in life everything in life we put it all over the place and we don't go we don't understand where it came from the origin or anything why it's important to that time or, or anything like that it I can understand, you know, now that I'm thinking about it even more, the tethering strap. The ground wasn't even even. Mm. <laughs> you know, they right. like, I'm teaching the kid to walk on this straight path that's been all leveled out and everything. This is 17th century. <laughs> They're walking on dirt. There's pits, there's holes, there's logs, there's other things. There's, there's smelly things from, the, from people. There's all... There's just things that's all over the place. So the tethering straps make a whole lot of sense when you got a toddler. I'm going to take a picture with my wife, her standing over me with a whip, and me in nothing but chains and a cloth skirt, and me saying, "No, master, those are whoopsmen no more." And I want to, I want the police to come, I want everybody to come, and I want to make everybody make a big deal about it. This is all about nothing. It There's is all nothing about to see nothing. here. And 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 your your wife would have been. If you take that picture, she would be, uh, what do you call that? Lynched. They would try to kill her. It, it, would, it, it. wouldn't go to slavery. It would go to sex. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah she, I forget what that, that lady's name, they called that lady. I'm not sure, but all I know is they would try to take my wife's head. They would try to take my life. I'd be a sellout, and they'd try to kill my wife. <laughs> she wouldn't make it through the night. Yeah, 
Just like this was a sellout. Folks, I wear this because I broke my wrist punching the wall. How so, long has that wrist been broken through? I rebroke it the other day. Oh, you rebroke it again? Yeah, it snapped. Sometime when I'm training, uh -huh. you know, and I work on bringing my hand back from throwing a left jab so I can bring it back and throw another one mm -hmm. out quick, I go to the wall, touch the wall. But if I don't concentrate, uh -huh. <laughs> I hit the wall. <laughs> so you hit the wall too hard and you ended up breaking your wrist. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bonus right in here. So this has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I'm holding my wrist in place. True. I think you go a little too hard when you work out. Yeah, I think you go a little it, too hard. That's because that's because the training I received as a young man in the military, you know, was way different than the way people perceive things in the military now. And I want to talk about that in a few minutes anyway. Okay. You know, the things that I... I the training I received in the military, we didn't stop training just because you broke something. <laughs> what? Nah. So if your wrist is broken, they still train you to pick up guns well, and stuff? Way more than pick up guns. Because it was a volunteer type of things that I did and everything. Some okay. of the training that I did, it was all volunteer. You could quit anytime you want to. You know? Just like that little girl could have quit from taking that picture. <laughs> she could have said no, but she just, yeah, yeah. so... So, no. so because it was volunteer and it's all status driven, mm -hmm. it's all macho, you know, the, a lot of the training that I went through. So if you quit, you're out. Okay. So if I break my wrist, I tape it up <laughs> and I keep going. See, the world isn't like that anymore. No, and <laughs> I, I'm glad that it's not like that anymore. You, they, they want. You, I mean, training and, and pushing you to continue to train is fine, but when it's time for actual action, what good are you going to be if you and half of your squad got broken limbs, broken ankles, <laughs> taped oh, up ankles, good. and tackle? Really, you'll be good. You'll be good. There's those. That's how we train. It drives my wife crazy half the time because you know, I get here. I, I understand a, completely why it would drive her crazy. I get I get sick in, in you know with the heights and stuff like that. Like yep. when we were doing Pike's Peak, yep. I had the air sickness and everything. But I'm trained not to stop. Right. <laughs> I just go deep. And what do you start throwing up or something? Grand Canyon, I got so dehydrated, my kidneys shut down and everything. I got out. <laughs> And then I ended up and I collapsed at the top and ended up in, yeah, my wife's has to put up with a lot of nonsense. No wonder why she's in the medical field. She has to keep her husband alive. Yeah, but this is what that's from. I, I lost concentration and I punched into a cement wall. So you don't think soldiers today are as tough as soldiers during your day? But they're not. No? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm not just saying it because of my day versus their day. They, they, they're, they're not. They, some are, some are, some, you know, just like back then. Some of the soldiers in my, my era were tough. That's why it was volunteer, some of the things I did. Mm -hmm. You could quit anytime you wanted to. Okay. Yeah? It's like, hey, I quit because two weeks from now, I know it's going to be rough and I don't want to do it. Well, I know one thing, whether it was your time or my time or the time that's today, I would not been able to, I would not have made it. Yeah. I would be cry, I would be one of them little, they, my nickname would be Crybaby, because <laughs> I would cry over everything. My nickname was Useless. <laughs> yeah. Useless and Crybaby yeah, in the I, Army, that's what I we, had two nicknames. Yeah. It was Useless, and, and, and then in Vietnam it was the Shoshone. Okay. 
So the, uh, we, we had that story of the girl uh, who was on in the picture and took that. There's another story truth, that we need to talk about. Yeah. Many, uh, many and, stories. Too. Yes. Uh, the story that I want to talk about, and then we can go to whatever story you want to talk okay. about next, since this is Freestyle Friday. <laughs> talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, activists. There are activists in California who want to see prostitution legalized, who wants prostitution uh, brought back from 150-something years ago and challenge to California's prostitution ban may proceed, according to the Ninth District Judge. Yeah. A federal appeals court gave the go-ahead Thursday to activists seeking to overturn California's 145-year ban on commercial sex. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I think so, too. Actually, I think this, this may be another, uh, another look at... Go deep, folks. Do you know how much is be involved with bringing back prostitution? How much liabilities is going to be involved oh in bringing goodness. back prostitution? It ain't. It's not going to work. Uh, and and people, people, look at look at people. I want you all close your little eyes. Mm-hmm. You got your eyes closed. I want you to 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 visualize what you think a prostitute look like. Got your eyes closed. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to tell you what I saw the prostitutes looking like in Amsterdam and stuff. They were about 300 pounds. Wow. They were in these windows with these little skimpy clothes on. Their fat was just rolling every other place that they wanted to go. They do not look like what you perceive them to look like. they do not. Um, Nothing about 300-pound people and stuff like that, but that's not the image that I know people want with the prostitution. They want these very hourglass-shaped women and stuff like that, or men, I don't know. (laughs) uh, A three-judge panel of the Ninth U.S. District Court of Appeals in San Francisco said the plaintiff's legal challenge against the ban may proceed. The plaintiffs say the current law violates the right to engage in consensual sex, as described in a 2003 U.S. Supreme Court ruling that revoked criminal laws against gay sexual acts. I believe people in this country have the right to act this way and make a living this way, Attorney Lewis Serkin told a judicial panel. Uh, California banned prostitution in 1872, Mm -hmm. defining every common prostitute as a vagrant subject to a $500 fine and six months in jail, which is what, how it should be. That was the vagrancy law. That's another story. Yep. The uh, (laughs) law slightly changed in the 1960s. The Chronicle reported by banning, by branding prostitution or soliciting prostitution as disorderly conduct punishable with a $1,000 fine and six months in prison. The legal challenge was brought by three ex-prostitutes, a would-be client, and Espler, erotic service providers, legal, educational, and research project. They received good news Thursday after the Ninth Circuit judges hinted that some scrutiny of the laws was needed. Why should it be? This is what one judge said, Troop. Why should it be illegal to sell something that's legal to give away? Judge Carlos Bea asked, as the Chronicle reported, I wouldn't be surprised if he (laughs) wanted to get some prostitutes himself. 
Uh, Judge Consuelo, Consuelo Callahan second saying prostitution like gay sex had been subject to moral disapproval because the Supreme Court right. case dealt with individual rights. The right to prostitution could be a natural extension of Supreme Court precedent, she said. Deputy Attorney General Sharon O'Grady fired back at the suggestion, saying the difference between the legalization of prostitution and gay sexual activity was the commercial aspects and the commitification of sex. The state is not telling anyone who they can sleep with, she said, but noted that banning prostitution was an easy place to draw the line to protect against violence, drug, and sexual trafficking. That's... I. Hey, there's a whole lot more about prostitution than just the act of sex. Prostitutes, you know, these these women that's out there, some of them, um, most of them are in, in, in dire needs and whatever reason that they're doing the prostitution or selling their bodies out there. But they're putting themselves in harm's way. They're still women, you know. They're yeah. still, as we quote to say, the weaker sex, you know. They're going out there doing something that's illegal. Right. You know, and, and in doing something that's illegal, you just can't holler for help. So how many of these people are putting their life in, in jeopardy every time that they're out there doing prostitution? I'm not advocating for the legalization of prostitution mm-hmm. because there's just way too many legal boundaries and obstacles to get over to legalize prostitution. It's like... There's, there's medical, there's infectious. We just did a thing on the AIDS thing in California. You know, it, it, it's like there's lawsuits that can come out, all kinds of things like this if you legalize um, prostitution. All right. A texter says, is anyone else okay if California just succeeds from the union <laughs> altogether? Uh, no, we ain't got nobody to talk about. <laughs> another, another texter, uh, I got... The M Red Balls, I don't know who that is, says Trump is sin free and all Republicans are too. It is the one true path. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, but I'm that, sure. Those does. are Democratic judges. The two Democrat drugs, oh. uh, judges are the ones that were okay yeah. for the uh, prostitution thing to go along. The I, third I, I judge figured, was a Republican. I, yeah. I, I figured the two that were all, all about these. These um, okay, it's all right. You're infringing on the on the on on the rights, the freedoms, and all these things that we have given to us from the Constitution with Democrats. They're not looking at anything. They're just making noise. Well, I don't get this noise making, but I am not an advocate of legalizing prostitution. But then on the other hand, Oh, if Lord, they could me. find a way, oh, my if they could find a way yep. to make prostitutes a, a, a viable, a, a viable job opportunity, with this safety for the person, if they, they get medical treatment, if if they have, um, if one thing I don't think they'll ever control is the status of it. It's, it's the status is going to obviously go to the ones who don't participate in prostitution. You know, they're, they're going to become more morally morally sound and, and more judging and everything that goes along with the moral type of thing. But if they can find a way for for, for these women to, to, to want, and men, I guess, who want to 
well, I don't know, the men make it difficult uh, to participate in this kind of action and stuff. They do it in other countries, and like I said, it's regulated. And they it, do it in this country. And they Las do it in Vegas. Las Vegas, yes. The Bunny so, Ranch. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in, in that regard, because we're not going to get rid of the the hormonal urges of of everybody wanting to have sex, especially during the younger the younger part of your life. Well, that's why it's such a big booming business. Exactly, um, and it's not that difficult to do. Like some people might find right. it difficult, but um, so we just would, talked about the Bunny Ranch. The Bunny Ranch they have it um there, and um it's a safe, controlled environment. They yeah. have cameras, so. People don't, uh, you know, the women are safe and the men are safe. However, even at the Bunny Ranch, allegedly, there are women there who are hooked on drugs and uh, looking to get paid the easy way for fixes. Yeah, because they they can. I mean, that's the sad part about the whole thing. Just because you can doesn't mean that you You should. should. Yeah, right. Exactly. But they can you know they carry around that 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 workstation all the time. <laughs> it's right there on the person, right? Yeah, you know? but yeah, you know, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one. But I'd be an advocate against legalizing prostitution. Absolutely, I I, I, I would. I, I would think that the, the the things that come about from it are just too great. Well, they're just too great, and it opens up doors for for. I would think a lot of younger people, rather than try to challenge themselves to go on and do something that takes a whole lot more, in, you know, effort and stuff. Well, I can make money over here and doing this here, mm-hmm. and then I'll just go on a vacation over here, you know. And if I need to make money coming back, I can make money coming back. And then Facts, <laughs> right? You know. So I, I don't know. I well, don't know. This is too, too way over my head. Well, oh, not, my it, don't worry about it. Your boy Truth, they got it. Here's <laughs> my, here my thoughts. As if we need more proof that the world is going to hell in a handbasket, look no further than California. First, they have the nerve to be okay with no longer charging people with a felony who purposely transfer HIV virus to others or knowingly having HIV and going to a blood bank and donating blood, now the courts have given activists an opportunity to go back to bring prostitution from 145 years ago, True. (laughs) Yeah. What next are they going to do in California? I I don't know. Are they going to give parking tickets for first-degree murder? Maybe. California has always been somewhat of a trendsetter in terms of being weird and not doing things that they are (laughs) supposed to do. They, uh, hello, Hollywood. Hollywood has That's been, wise. yes, it's there. They, no Vegas wonder, is around the corner, right around the corner from it. And no wonder why we have all these scandals now happening with Harvey Weinstein oh. and all of these sexual misdeeds that he did. And now other producers, uh, other, uh, CEOs, one of the top people in Amazon has been accused Amazon films and yeah. he's ousted, uh, these things are happening in California. California is, a, if some people say, a party place. <laughs> it's a, it is a party place, uh, but they headed down. They, they are headed to hell quickly. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and 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 um, I don't really go religious all the time, even though I have a show, Archangel. 
A return to chivalry. <laughs> and that's my whole business and movement for life is to bring everybody back to this. a chivalrous way of being. And that has a lot of religious overtones in it. But but sometimes you have to stop and you have to take a look at reality. Please do. <laughs> Prostitution, even though you can do it, it's something, something that's dangerous for the woman Dangerous for the guys. Some yep. of these women might just have knives and they're just out there wanting to rob the guy. You know, the guys are just stupid. Think yeah. about 20 Men beers. are very stupid. You know, go out there, yeah, I'm going to pick up a prostitute. Yeah. Yep. And then, hey, babe. <laughs> and they get knifed and robbed. You know, <laughs> or vice versa. They knife and rob the lady. Yeah, I don't do. know. And then and then, what about the, the, the you legalize it, there's still going to be an underground to it. Right. Yep. Yeah, there's still going to be. And what about that underground? I think that, that, no, it's just way too big to try to legalize something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. With all these sexual allegations yeah. that are going on in Hollywood, you think they'd be doing more to protect good people. Yet they are essentially fighting for HIV yeah. to become more normalized <laughs> and, and now prostitution. Yeah, we'll normalize HIV and who who would be more likely to get HIV, according to all the studies and statistics? People who, who, who have a promiscuous lifestyle. Right. So let's legalize prostitution. Yeah, let's and spread it and then really, spread it knowingly. Yeah. What, are you trying to get rid of, uh, downsize the population? <laughs> I, I think so. Population control or something. And, and then, you know, what are you going to do about the jobs? Somebody got to buy this stuff. Well, Troop, uh, well... Why should it be illegal to, uh, let me see, why should it be illegal to sell something that's free to give away, one of the judges asked. That's what one of the judges asked. Why should it be illegal to sell something that's free to give away? I don't know, maybe human trafficking, maybe more <laughs> yeah. widespread of STDs. Uh, what about the, the, the fact that prostitutes have pimps? They got pimps. And pimps abuse women. What about the abuse that women will go That's through right. once it's legalized? And and then and then there's this hidden let's not ever talk about it kind of thing like like this here. A uh, uh, majority of you Johns are unhappy at home. Right. So you're sneaking. Yep. You're sneaking out on your loved one. Yep. Yeah. So there goes the moral fiber of marriages. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Throw marriage away too. Yep. Don't need it anymore. Yeah. And you want to talk about protecting the same Californians are the same people that want to talk about protecting uh, women from rape and abuse. Yeah, they're just perpetrating it like this here. Yeah. How oh. are you going to protect the women from rape and abuse if you legalize prostitution? Uh-huh. Yeah. Unless you have a place like the Bunny Ranch. Or bunny ranches where things like that are under a lot of scrutiny and under a lot of focus and, and watched and policed, it's going to go crazy. And if you're not going to arrest people now because you made it legal, then a pimp can just start trafficking. What about sex trafficking? Yeah, you, little I, girls, sixteen-year-old girls seem to be exploding all over the place. Right, and I tell you, you know, some of these little girls, it's like, damn, how'd you get so big? I have it right. It's like you're just a child, but look at you. Yep. You know, like, uh, my daughter's 17 no. years old, and I can't imagine her uh, ended up going to California. I actually have a 20 yeah. a, a year old who's moving to California next month. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, it's not for anything stupid like that. But I have real serious concerns about our earthquakes, HIV, <laughs> now prostitution being illegal. Fires. I, yeah, fires. There's a California. Maybe fires is hell coming to Earth already. I don't know. Could but be. Um, my goodness, I hate California now. Florida, California, and Chicago—the three states that I hate. I, I think we should just. If we can't, we can't really regulate prostitution. We can't get rid of prostitution. So this is one of those things where I say, just it's like use your smart brains, you know, and and leave it alone. I would advocate for everybody don't participate in prostitution, especially you guys that are married. You know, hug your wife, love your wife, and stuff. It's your wife, you know. Then and and you then the wives. Hug your husband and stuff. Don't send him out the door to go down and look for something on the street. Right. Do your job, women. You if know. women did their jobs, there would be no need for prostitution. I, In a- some cases, I have to. I I, I, I would think that, that that might be the case. But if you just if you just based your whole relationship on sex, then it's like it ain't going to be sustainable. Right. Don't base your whole relationship on sex, but understand that you have a man who has needs. And if you're not going to provide the needs for the man, he's going to go and get those and he's going to pay for them. How dare he work a full time job and pay all the bills in the house and you're not doing your job to the point where he has to go and pay and solicit sex from a stranger. Uh, Speaking of soliciting sex. I ain't going with that. Hey, I ain't going there. Do <laughs> your job, women. When you said I do, that means I do do my job. When you say I do, there's sickness, there's health, and there's needs. And as a wife, you are supposed to provide needs for your husband. It says it in the Bible. Do your job. I, I'll leave that one alone because I'm sure the women are saying, you guys can't do your job. That's 15 seconds just to... <laughs> Just hey, ain't enough. Hey, maybe if he had more training in his job area, he would last more than 15 seconds. Listen, if you put me in a boxing ring right now, I wouldn't last one round yeah. because I'm so out of shape. But if you put me in a boxing ring every day, all the time, I would eventually get better and last longer than three minutes. So I don't want to hear. That's a poor excuse. Maybe he's only lasting three minutes because he's not getting enough training at home. Train your husband. Do your job. And these things won't have to happen. I, I, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> Listen, I am, a, I am so. I am such a firm believer in a woman doing their job. Just like a woman. Listen, a man has expectations of doing things in a, in a marriage. Sometimes the expectation is to provide for the household. Sometimes it's to do that. Sometimes it's the woman's expectation that provides for the household. We live in a new age with these millennials. You never know. But at the end of the day, if you are not doing your job, then that's the reason why the man prevents infidelities. What's the number one and two reason for divorce? Money and sex, and they are always interchangeable. Do your job in the sex department, and your marriage will make it. Period. I am a firm believer in that. My wife, I, my wife knows. Do your job, and you don't have to get fired. The only way you get fired is if you don't do your job. I'm sure you wait out there looking for any prostitutes. <laughs> no, I'm not. Whether looking that for... jobs take care of because jobs get done. I'm employed. <laughs> <laughs> look at look at the story in Florida. Troop two hundred and seventy seven people in a sexting. Two hundred and seven yeah. two over two hundred people whose wives or girlfriends were not doing their jobs. If they were doing their jobs, this sex ring would not have happened. 
I don't know what the sex stuff. Sex is way out of my league. Well, I, it's like I'm. I advocate for love. If you, if you surround yourself with love and you're giving love and everything, everything comes. Yeah, it, it's all good. Right. You know, but I love is see, not sustainable by itself. Of course it is. Okay, right. You could say, "Oh, I love you, but I'm not going to get up and clean the house. I love you, but I'm not going to pay any bills." But I then, love you're, you, but then I'm... you're not loving them. You, you and know... if you're not sleeping with them, you're not loving them. <laughs> exactly. That is my point. Do your job, women. <laughs> women from the sound I, of I my voice. I should have left it alone. <laughs> yeah. Do your job. At the you can talk. You oh, it's my body. Well, yeah. No, it's not your body. The second you said I do, it became both of you guys' bodies, and you need to use your body to satisfy your man. Period. Do your job. There won't be any problems. Don't start none. Won't be none. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. I guess he is. I'm, so I'm not going there. I'm not. I, I'm on the opposite side of the fence. Like that. I think there's a you, you join a relationship and marriage, and in that marriage, there's responsibilities on both parts. Absolutely. Both and so. part and one of those many <laughs> responsibilities is keeping your husband sexually satisfied so he can focus on yeah. work and focus on his responsibility. Yeah, but I, I think the bigger part of that relationship should be keeping both of you keeping together so that you have an interaction that's sustainable, so that you you like coming home to to your to your loved ones because that's your best friend. You know, absolutely those, those type of things. Sex comes on later on and stuff. No, like that. no, no. That you, you were first off. I agree with you. You're 100 percent right. All those connections and all those emotional connections are very yeah. important. But we have to accept the fact, and women have to accept the fact that men have physical needs. The uh, <laughs> men have needs. They men get a need to go for. Why do you think they say men think with the wrong head? Because they because they no not because they're ignorant because they have a physical it's a physical thing scientifically men need sex they 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 are in their sexual prime from like thirty two to like thirty six or something like that where they need it need, need it. it gotta have it yes women's sexual prime happens like thirty six and on or whatever till their forties or whatever where they need it, it it's a sci it's a scientifical thing. A scientifical. Is that even a word? It's a scientific thing. It's, it's been scientifically proven. Yes, it's been scientifically proven. Thank you. It's, I was in. I was drowning. It's in there. the moment. Huh? Yeah. Scientifically proven that men need and crave sex from a physical standpoint. It's not a hobby. It's not something that they can just go or go on with or go on away with for months or years. They actually need it. And when they don't get it, they find other ways to get it because they're not thinking straight. I, I liken it give to you a, all that. Yeah. yeah. It's like being addicted to drugs. Sometimes if you don't get the drugs that you need, people go out on the streets. People go into other places. They get the drugs from someplace else, but no matter what, their focus becomes mainly drugs. Everything we do in our society, from the way we dress, from the way we act, from the way we talk to other people, is predicated around sex. But, but, check on it. Look here. Now, if, if it's just predicated around sex, yep. where's the relationship part of it? Why even get married? You Why just, even do anything? You just said sex lasted about a minute and 13 seconds. Yeah, that's but, it. 
That that's about it. Yeah, yeah. you had you have the rest of your life to live with that person. Yeah, but it, it, for that minute, thirteen seconds and stuff, and and you don't feel satisfied at home or whatever for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and you go out into the world and find it on your own and stuff. Yep. Your minute 13 seconds at home ain't going to be there much longer. Right. It's not. <laughs> so that's why if you don't feel satisfied at home, the one thing that should also be a part of your marriage is communication. And yeah, you I sure, agree. Yep. Communication should be the first part and of your you, marriage. And you should go to your woman, men, and say, hey, look, <laughs> listen. Hey, pay attention. You're not doing your job. Your job needs to be done right. If you I don't think, want me, listen. I I'm a, told. I, I think. I think spontaneity is is is, is a much better way. Absolutely. You, you might be sitting down on on the couch and, and and feel playful and stuff like that, and and then it, it might just be that boom like that, and that's a good thing. Yep. But if you're coming in there, <laughs> yeah, just looking around. The, right. What the hell? You got all that perfume. <laughs> I can smell it up the house with all that aftershave lotion. Right, but true. Do you know in so many marriages, remember? Well, minute. <laughs> I have to say it again. Divorce number the number one reason or number two reason, depending on which a study you want to look at, is lack of sex. So sometimes when you say I like spontane- spontaneity, and I'm okay, I, so I'll wait for it to spontaneously happen. And then a month goes by and nothing <laughs> spontaneously happened. Well, I'm spontaneously going to leave the house and someone's going to get their feelings hurt. And if I get caught, you you could be mad at me all you want. But I'm going to say, do your job. If you would have <laughs> did your job, I wouldn't be out here. Would you sneak out and go get ice cream for the store if you have a refrigerator full of ice cream in the house? <laughs> no, because you have ice cream at the house. So I will not sneak out and get my ice cream if I'm getting ice cream at home. All right, I think I'm going to have enough of this conversation. <laughs> I'm still, I'm against prostitution being legalized in any fashion. I can see, I can see the 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 physical and and psychological need that he that so eloquently been presented by by Trooper over here. I can understand that. I can understand. I can see that. I can I, I can definitely see that the women are going to say. My man ain't getting nothing. I'm shutting shut that boy off for him. I see. I can see that too. And I say, women, let's work together to help yeah. fight prostitution. Let's yeah. work together to help there fight promiscuity, yeah. and let's work together to promiscuity, and let's work together to, to fight love, infidelity. Love and, and we communication. Do that. Love communication, communication and doing to, your job. And then, to do your job and it'll help no one these 200 something men who got caught trying to get prostitutes some offering a hundred dollars troop for sex a hundred dollars and so i don't understand that me neither i don't understand oh wait well i understand because their wives at home wasn't doing their jobs but a hundred dollars is you bad right you must be bad must be it's what a hundred dollars for sex damn well, Florida police arrested 277 people, including doctors, cops, and pharmacists, during a week-long undercover sexting operation. You know what they called the Operation Troop? Operation No Tricks, No Treats. <laughs> Began October 10th and ran until October 15th, according to a press release from the Polk County Sheriff's Office. They should change the name of that Polk to Polk. 
Polk County Sheriff's Office. During the operation, undercover detectives and investigators from several law enforcement agencies posted false advertisements on websites, social media sites, and phone apps posing as prostitutes or to solicit sex workers. Investigators reported 209 of those arrested were accused of soliciting undercover detectives. Uh, 51 reportedly others had displayed themselves as a prostitute on the internet. The office stated 17 others were arrested for other offenses. That's just crazy. (laughs) That's the most we have ever arrested in the history of the sheriff's office. (laughs) One of the men uh, arrested... Was, was a sheriff. sergeant. <laughs> was a sergeant at his office. Sergeant Sergeant Luis Diaz, Luis Diaz, who had been on the force for seventeen years, resigned. Now, now he's nuts. <laughs> it's like, look at we're gonna have a sting on uh, block A over here, yeah. in Polk County. Don't go over there. See, <laughs> see, si, si, senor. I'm okay. Where are you where are you going, Sarge? Uh, block going a. to block A. I'll be back. Cause that way they go have this. That, is it really that powerful that it makes you so you can't even think? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Hey. You can't think when you true. You've never you've never been You've never been in need that bad where you couldn't think straight? Oh, I have. I have. I most certainly have. You go run out there and do things. Yep. Wanna run into traffic. Just do anything <laughs> to get over it. Uh the, yeah, I feel bad. This man was on the force for 17 <laughs> years. For 17. 17 years, and he, he had to resign him. because he got caught with a prostitute. <laughs> it looked like he'd be part of the stink setup. Yeah. <laughs> he gets caught. I feel I feel bad for him. Look at the man. Look at him. That's him who got caught. Oh, you're so wrong with Poor Luis. Luis did so wrong. Dang, Luis. Luis, you know what? You need counseling. You no, know what? You what? Yeah, you do need counseling, marriage counseling, because you need to tell his wife that she's the reason why all of this happened, and you it's need her fault. Some excuses, like <laughs> don't, oh, throw yourself on the mercy of the world. Just say I'm stupid. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. setting up this thing, and <laughs> you get caught in it. Yeah, it, I have no idea how he got caught in it, but it's definitely that's that's a, that's the saddest story of all of them. I, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, I can't understand, but I guess it speaks to the power of this the power. Of it, yes, this is that powerful. Yes, it is that, that uh, powerful. Judd identified some other suspects arrested <laughs> as a cancer surgeon, a teacher, a pediatrician, an Air Force One veteran, retired deputy sheriff, retired police <laughs> officer, active colonel in the U.S. Marine Corps, and several pharmacists. They range in age from 16 to 74 years old. 16-year-old boys trying to solicit sex from prostitutes. Florida. What's up, Florida? (laughs) Move it over to California. Yep, Florida. We're Jeremy and the whole country physically. We're moving over there. Yep. And and my my poor guy, (laughs) take him with it. Right. I feel bad for that guy. Well, hey, I, you know, I I feel bad that his that seventeen years goes down the drain and he had to uh, resign. But at the same time, he uh, sexual tr- sex trafficking is a real issue. Oh, sex trafficking is a real issue. All that kind of trafficking is a real issue, and it's a billion built multi billion dollar industry, and it's devastating to 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 the youngest 
the youngest of women, not not to the oldest of women. It's devastating to the youngest of women. They're being physically kidnapped, and I want to shout out kudos to um, um, Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she 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 works really really hard at trying to bring awareness to sex trafficking. Yeah, and it's something that people pay little attention to because it's like, no, that can't happen in today's world. Yep. Yeah, yeah, can. I know girls that I used to go to school with that uh, ended up going to New York with a boyfriend, thought they were just going to party yeah. and everything, yeah. ended up getting caught up in sex trafficking. Oh, I had no way to get home. And he said, the only way I'll be able to get home is if I do this, if I have sex with these two men. Yep. And now, granted, it was only, it was they had to have sex with two men just to get money to get home and then they were out of it. Mm. But they still got caught in a trap where they had to use their bodies to get back to safety. Yeah. So. I, 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 I didn't know sex trafficking. I didn't. Way back in the day. I had to go get my. My niece from down there in, in combat zone. That used to be downtown in Boston. Everything. Mm-hmm. I had to go down there. Yep. Had to, had to bring the Billy Goat Gruff with me. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a texter says. How many of those busted were involved in human trafficking and trafficking of minors for sex. Well, uh, you you don't know because don't know. sometimes the sixteen year old and seventeen year olds look like grown women. You you yeah. never you can't tell. It's rough out there, but that's they they shouldn't be out there listening sex in the first place. That's what I feel. Even if they got needs, <laughs> right? Or even if they're like my boy, who just he he just bald stupid and he done lost a lot of ground, you right? Because it's like. You potted the stick. <laughs> right. I uh you got caught. A lot a couple of texters are saying Jesus is coming. This is the end of days. Oh, the end of days. I don't could know. be. It could very could, well, could be. be. I can't speak for Jesus and can't speak for God, but all the signs and symptoms and all the things that come in the Bible, you know, kinda of point to this. Something going on. Right. Something going on. All right, Troop, I think it's time for us to take a break, and we'll be right back on Truth in the AM. And women, think about how you can do your job today. Be right back. She said, I'm going to do your, do my job. Are you a manufacturer, dealer, or distributor in the following industries? Agricultural equipment, material handling, construction machinery, power generation, Commercial and retread tires, transport refrigeration, marine, heavy trucks, automobile, temperature control, utility vehicles, maintenance and repair, or something else? Then Curry Management is for you. Distribution analysis, dealerization, and dealer distributor development are the top three services provided to manufacturers. We at Curry Management provide this along with the best practices groups, profit improvement workshops, merger and acquisitions, business valuations, and leadership management development to dealers and distributors. Do you own a closely held private company? We at Curry Management provide business continuation services, succession planning, leadership development, and other staff-related management training. Curry Management pride themselves at always being ready to assist manufacturers, dealers, and distributors with today's business challenges. Help yourself. Connect with Curry Management www.currymanagement.com 292 Lincoln Street in Worcester 508-752-9229 Have you recently been in an accident? Did you back into another vehicle? Hit a shopping carriage in a parking lot? 
or is your car in need of general repair? If your answer is yes, then ENC Auto Body is the place for you. ENC Auto Body is Worcester's premier auto body shop. We have collision specialists and licensed appraisers on site, and we make sure that you receive the best service you can find. Results are always amazing, and we take pride in making your experience with us at ENC as painless as possible. Drop your car off and rest easy knowing that your car is in the best care. But be forewarned, your car may come out looking better than it did before your unfortunate situation. ENC Auto Body, we're here if you need us. Located at 16 DeMarco Terrace in Worcester. Call us at 508-799-0014 and 774-329-7334. Serve weekdays for those who want to dine in is basil and spice lunch specials. For $11.95, you have your choice of garlic pork, lemongrass chicken, pad king chicken, or spicy tofu and vegetable. All lunch specials include a salad and Thai rolls. Basil and spice lunch specials are available Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Stop by and try out the lunch specials. Hey, everybody loves Chinese food. I know I do, but what makes good eats for me are the crab rangoons. We searched high and low for fresh, natural, good-tasting food, and that's when we were fortunate enough to come across Shangri-La. <laughs> Absolutely. And not only are the crab rangoons fantastic, but everything I've ordered for them has been exquisite and flavorful. They have timely takeout orders, but if you want to eat there, you're in for one of the most beautiful dining areas, period. You can tell. They made every effort to create a clean, friendly environment. Trust me, you are guaranteed to have a great experience. Everyone is welcome to experience the best Crab Rangoons. And everything else in Shangri-La, Fairyland. Shangri-La, 50 Front Street, Worcester, 508-798-0888. Call and order some great Great food food now. now. Order online at ShangriLaRestaurant.net. Hey, Troop. I'm tired of looking for decent coffee. It's always either burned or way too bitter, but I found the best coffee I ever had, period. A friend of mine brought me to Yoway Cafe, and the coffee was delicious, flavorful, and made right in front of me. Not only is the coffee great, but they have espressos, lattes, crepes, boba teas, smoothies, and froyo. Mmm, froyo. Take it from me, truth it, and make your way to Yoway. Yoway Cafe, 395 Park Ave, Worcester, 01610, or call 508-459-0611. A loyal customer like you deserves a sweet treat like Yoway. Working with some of the best Thai chefs, Bator has brought her skills from Thailand and Israel to Worcester with basil and spice. Her desire to bring the taste of the homeland here is one of the reasons basil and spice was voted the best Thai restaurant in central Massachusetts. Their menu consists of the best tasting basil and chili, drunken noodle, steamed mussels, Seafood, basil pad thai, ginger chicken, and more. You can't go wrong with basil and spice. 
They offer catering as well. Being a master caterer, you can rest assured you'll be receiving the best full, self, and private catering events available. Basil and Spice stands by you receiving the incredible and authentic Thai dishes along with the best service at unbeatable prices. Accommodation to your needs is the key to success. You can also dine in at Basil and Spice, located at 299 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester. Their relaxed atmosphere always provides the most comfortable setting for you to dine in. Do yourself a favor and head on over to Basil and Spice Thai Cuisine. You won't regret it. Basil and Spice, 774-317-9986, 299 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa what? Konnichiwa. That's hello in Japanese. Man, if you want to say hello to me in Japanese, you may as well take me to 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse. They have an outstanding sushi cuisine. Right. They also have modern styles of classic dishes and the friendliest staff. They are a cornerstone of the Worcester community and have been recognized for the quality of service they provide. And you know, I like my food fresh. And their lobster tails, my favorite, along with everything else on the menu. You know what? I'm about to order online right now. Hey, where are you going? I'm headed to 7 Nana Japanese right now. 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse, 60 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester, 508-755-8888. www.7nanajapanese.com Hi, this is Trooper Joe of Archangel of Return to Chivalry, where we move in character development back to an era when it was seen as a privilege to do the right thing and extend a friendly and helping hand along with a loving hug to everyone. You can catch my show on blogtalkradio.com slash Archangel of Return to Chivalry or on Facebook Live dot com slash Archangel Chivalry. Have that fun. Listen to Archangel of Return to Chivalry Wednesdays from 3 to 4. And we are back. It is your boy, Truth and I'm Truth and in the AM. I am here with the one and the only Too Real to Be Phony. Uh, Trooper Joe is in the building. Troop, um, so there's a, a story of four men who were ambushed in Niger. And there's a lot of news that came out of that. First, the news, one of the news things that came out was Donald Trump's calls, phone calls to all of the men. Mm-hmm. And uh, their family, yeah, and the family, and and did he really apologize, or or did he not apologize, or did he say that they knew what they signed up for, or how the military is supposed to be ran? But you had some concerns about the military yourself, did you not? I I have concerns about the way that the um, civilian population and the 
the political population and the media is trying to interject themselves into to military operations. They they really should stay out of military operations. Not the media, the media, the media should 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 start doing its job as journalists, and and they should start reporting the news, okay. not the commentaries and all these things that everybody's so addicted to now that you just. You don't care what the news is. You want to hear what the, all the wash is. Or whatever. Let's blow it out of proportion. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to hear. And this is what they did with, with this thing here. These, these, it, it's like, what do you be asking? Why are they there? Well, they're obviously there because there's a world threat going on with the terrorist organizations right. <laughs> that literally come and kill people. So I, I think that's one of the reasons why they did So why ask the stupid question and try to get justification for that? Why is the military there in Niger? Niger? Because the ISIS is there trading their people and there's the Bogota people. See, we don't pay any attention to the black population over there. Mm-hmm. Bogota, the, what, the, the, the Bogota um, rebels that's over there, they're all part of the ISIS movement. Mm-hmm. They're all terrorists and stuff. They've been killing people over there by the thousands, but we don't pay any attention to that because in this country they don't look like the uh, the majority of the people in this country. So it's not it's not that newsworthy. But now you got four U.S. soldiers who were killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now all of a sudden this becomes something really outrageous and should have never happened and stuff. Folks, they're over there and. To train in training these the the military over there in how to use the new weaponry that they get in, mm-hmm. how the new tactics that's being employed, the strategies, and when you train something, Colin Powell called it force multiplying. Uh-huh. You train the indigenous people so that they can fend for themselves in a much better way. That's what they're over there for. You just don't train them on a the blackboard. That's why. The civilians and the population and the journalists should should take a back step when it comes to military procedure. You want everything on a blackboard. You want everything to already have a conclusion to it. Yeah. You know, it, it's not going to happen in that regard. So, so they're over there training. So you train now. You got to go out in the field and and you have to use what you train. Mm-hmm. Of course, they picked a place that wasn't didn't have heavy um, heavy enemy activity in it. They nope. used the word enemy. Maybe that means that they're bad guys. I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know, so they picked that place. And what happened? They got ambushed. Yep. You know, why'd they get ambushed? I don't know. They don't know. <laughs> I know who does know. That called the enemy. Mm-hmm. They, they said, let's ambush these fools that's coming out here like this. They got ambushed. Yeah, they did. You know, that's what happens in war. That's why they carry guns with bullets. That's what guns are made for. Even in the Second Amendment, the guns that we keep complaining that we need to have and everything, they were that Second Amendment was really for defense in a military type of way. We didn't have a real active military when it was first put together. Mm -hmm. You know, this this is what they do. So, and then we're over there as, as the consultants and the trainers and stuff. And there's like 800 of us over there doing this type of consulting and training. Right. 
the number the number really doesn't reflect what what's going on. So the support elements are over there too. We don't police the whole world by ourselves. No. Nope. So you know, it, why are you getting upset that a civilian chopper went in and and, and um, got Johnson out? You know, or why are you getting upset that the French choppers are in there giving support for this stuff like this? It's like you need to not know all that information. It's going to hurt your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's like this is all I really have to stay about. Stay out the military stuff. Sooner or later, if you get too much information, it's going to leak, and there's going to be more death because of it. Right. So it's like the best for you is to stay out. The military is trained in keeping those secrets. Yeah. Um, one of the weirdest things to me that I see that go on the news now is Donald Trump versus Kim Jong Un and how <laughs> it seems every other day it's a we're about to go to war. We're about to go to war. We're about to attack. We're about to attack. We're about to kill you. We're about to kill you. And it's like there's no element of surprise in anything anymore. No. I understand exactly what you're saying. People, oh, what were they doing in Niger? They were doing the work of the U.S. interest, and that's all you need to know. You don't need to know what they're doing over there. We have under we have people maybe there that are undercover that their lives may yeah. be online, espionage. We have all kinds of stuff that's probably going on, and you don't need to know. And you don't need to know, and we don't need to uh, promote it and put it on Fox News. It doesn't need to be on uh, no, every good. news uh, good. outlet talking about what's going on. And can, you can't handle it. Right, you, we, right. I wouldn't be able to. Look at how people are acting now that we're about to go to. We're about to go to war with North Korea. People's oh, the end times and oh, the, the we're the nuclear war threat and everybody's yeah, and scared. The reality is, people read the book Hiroshima. <laughs> you know, right? You won't see. You wanna. You wanna have your mind vision something like that. I'm not gonna say watch any of the movies of. Uh, of, of um, nuclear weapons being blown up because they all glorify the United States. Mm-hmm. Read the book Hiroshima. I don't know the author of it. It's not a big book. It's a little book. Read that book. You want to see what really would happen if a nuclear bomb went off any place? Read that. Right. And and, and stop all this, this hero beating on your chest because, one, you're civilians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to put yourself in harm's way. Those poor soldiers, they went out and they, they knew it. Just like the president said, he's not an articulate man when it comes to being sympathetic or empathy or any kind of compassion. It's not part of his makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, because he really, I don't think the, he can really seize people. So it's not part of his makeup to be able to really show the true compassion that he feels. I, I Do I think he felt, he had no malice towards the woman or anything. He just doesn't know how to talk right. So, yeah, because really, her son, her son was probably in the in the glorious. His, his his he was doing what he wanted to do. You know, he was a soldier. He signed up. You don't get to be in special ops just because you're number twenty seven. But you got to sign up and go do the work. And at the other end, you get the rewards of a little pin. Right. <laughs> That's all you get. Right. But speaking of uh, <laughs> Donald Trump and his communication uh, uh, setbacks yeah. or his communications uh, lack thereof skills, why? How? What kind of a businessman is a businessman that doesn't know how to communicate? His communication is based on negotiation. He 
firmly has everything he needs when he goes in to negotiate something. He's going in there, and I bet 99% of the time he has one thing. His red line is still win-win. This mm-hmm. is how he negotiates. He negotiates from a position of power. He's never had this much power in his whole life. Right. And he's never had to face any kind of problems that dealt with people. Mm-hmm. It was all around money. Okay. And real estate, money, that's all it was. Now he has to deal with things that revolve around people. And he doesn't understand it. Yep. You know, even if he does understand it, he can't transfer it verbally. He doesn't, he doesn't know how. It's not, people don't exist to him. Facts and figures exist to him. Win-win exists to him. You know? Well, people, well, oh, oh, those, oh, I see them. Yeah, that, that's that, them. Oh, that's who they are. <laughs> yeah, I knew they were so. I had no idea that they existed. That's right. I don't have a little dog. You know? well, <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump, he, and that's enough people, stop trying to make him into something that, that he's not. Well, Utilize the skills that he has. He's the president. Make him stand to do the things that he can do. And that would be better for the country than trying to make him do the things he's totally foreign to him. But he's still supposed to do them. <laughs> he signed up. No one forced yeah. him to sign up for the job. That, 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 to me, I don't know. That, I don't that, buy it. And that's the, that's, that's the other part. The most surprised person on the planet when he got elected was yep. him. Right, but he <laughs> still he still accepted it. He still took the oath of the yeah. presidency. He there are expectations of being the yeah. president that he should be held accountable to. Whether uh, and I, I don't like I it any more than anybody else. But I I agree he should be held accountable to 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 the, the things of the presidency. But Democrats, mm-hmm. you lost. Right, <laughs> you lost your issues on. The primary issues in in his presidency. Yep, you lost. So, you know, sure, you you have the rights to make noises and all these things about it and and everything, but you lost. It's it, it's it's like he has to take his primary objective is for his constituencies, the people yep. who voted for him. That's who he's looking out for. I mean, it, it it just i mean if you just call it like it is then then it it'd be all right it's same with with trying to trying to govern the the military from both sides you can't govern the enemy right <laughs> it's like you you act you it literally sounds like you're acting for some accountability from the enemy as why they attacked they airbush these people right it's like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sometimes uh, we are so spoiled in our yeah. ways that we want all the information, classified or not. We want yeah, well, we want understanding whether we are ready or prepared to understand or not, and we just want all things answered. And unfortunately, life doesn't work that way. No, and it shouldn't work that way. But still, rest in peace to the uh, four soldiers, and thank oh, you yeah. for your service to the four men who oh, were yeah. attacked in Niger. Yeah. Yes, I don't know what they were doing over there in Niger either, but it's not my place to know. I don't need to know. It's a no, need-to-know basis. And what they were doing during the actual ambush and, and the battle. I've been ambushed a few times. It's mm-hmm. chaos. Right. It ain't easy. Nope. Nah. And and you don't know what you're doing. I met one ambush I got, and, and it, we're walking up on a wood line in, in Vietnam, and they, they stopped. I don't know why they didn't shoot. Mm-hmm. They ambushed yelling and screaming and trying to capture us and stuff. And, and, and um, 
one of my friends, he said, what are we going to do? I told him what I was going to do. I'm going to run. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what we did. Yeah. <laughs> we ran fast and high. You don't know what goes on in the ambush in Dubai. That's the only thing I could think about was running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we run it fast, too. Right. <laughs> so it, it's like for people, you're civilian, you see it in the news, you see it in the papers, and ask them for accountability, mm-hmm. literally from the enemy. Right. <laughs> It's like, are you serious? And, and you get upset because we don't have the yeah. enemy by the collar. Yeah. Why did you do it? Why, Why did you? you? Right. I don't know. Well, I don't either. Because I'm the enemy. <laughs> well, true. one of the things that we do know about is uh, the fact that North Korea and the U.S. are still headed for some sort of a showdown or possible showdown. Uh, even as early as, as late as this past recent even as recent as this past Thursday, CIA director Mike Pompeo said that the United States has to act if North Korea is on the verge of being able to strike it with a missile and act accordingly, and that President Donald Trump is ready to do so. What does that mean, Troop? That means that just just like what I was just talking about, all the things that we don't need to know is taking place. We just moved to Eisenhower, I think, the name of the biggest battle cruiser that yep. we have yep. into the area. Yep. You know, now, some of you, well, he's asking, well, he needs to take and do it all. The, it's like, what do you want him to go over there and attack North Korea? Right. Is this what we want? Is it, is, is it like, well, they said, and he, this one said, and this one said, well, we should just go punch him in the mouth. You know, is so, that, that what we're looking for? Why? I don't, I don't, I think it's, I, I think we're getting more information than we're looking for. Well, they're saying things like uh, they're on the verge of being able to create a missile to strike us with. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to act accordingly. How do we know if they have the capabilities to reach us? And how do we know to attack before then? I don't, this doesn't make sense to me. That statement, the whole statement alone, doesn't make sense to me. Cause we got, we got, we got all all kinds of spies and stuff out there. We okay. Got, we got, we got spies to go. Oh, okay. We got, we got lots and lots and lots and lots of spies. I guess so. From a U.S. policy's perspective, we ought to behave as if we are on the cusp of them achieving that objective. Pompeo said Thursday at a security forum held by the Foundation of Defense. For democracies, they are so far along and that it's now a matter of thinking of how do you stop that final step, whether it happens today or a month from today, we're in a time where the president has concluded that we have a global effort to ensure that North Korea leader Kim Jong-un does not attain that capacity. True. Yeah, we got, and then on the other side, the Ayatollah said, if, if you go with what you want to do, I'm tearing up the nuclear agreement that we had. And who, China? No, um, Iran. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Troop, do you think there is a chance, over under, uh, one, that we are at war this time next year? Actually, I, I, I do think there's a chance. Do I think it'll be a nuclear war? I certainly hope not. Right. But I, I'm... I don't think there's any winners in the nuclear war. I think the only real buffers that we have that we don't have in nuclear war right mm-hmm. now is Russia and China. Right. I, I think that I think that the, the United States is is playing with little countries 
you know, and and the big ones are uh, are, are monitoring what's going on. We're yep. still all the Iran thing and everything. It's all about Israel. Yep. You know this Kim Jong Un thing and stuff. It's it it's all about South Korea. Yep. You know, and Kim Kim Jong Un and stuff. He he has nothing to lose. No, nope, he doesn't. You know, and these politicians, these politicians, we we become so callous with the way we we look at things. Mm-hmm. We we talk a lot and everything, and we act like the, we can't be suffered or we can't be hurt by anything that we say, whether it's on a big war mm-hmm. or whether it's with with legalizing with with, with uh, legalizing prostitution. Mm-hmm. We can't be injured, you know, right. because right. we said this. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really That's the problem. Make a lot of sense. It reminds me of a kid on a, uh, uh, the schoolyard. My dad can beat up your dad. Nobody yeah. could beat my dad. Yeah. And your dad's just a little troll on <laughs> the school, only four foot five and weighs about a hundred and ten pounds. And you, right. no one can beat my dad. But your dad ain't here. Right. Your dad ain't here, <laughs> yes. and he ain't that tough either. You gonna get your dad hurt? Uh, and I, I hope that's not what happens with this country. But it just seems. I don't I don't know. There's been so much grandstanding. It's hard for me to say if we'll be at war this time next year. Yeah, we'll I, I'm sure we'll have little skirmishes where we'll have an airstrike like we did in Syria against the Assad regime, but I don't necessarily believe that we will be in a full scale war, even the likes of Iran. I mean Iraq. I don't think we'll even be in that type of a war that uh the shock and awe and those, and those I don't think we'll be in war. I think I think we I think we're definitely headed towards that type of a war. Okay. I, I think we're definitely because we we're just talking ourselves right into it. Mm. Yeah, we know? we are we're definitely, but hopefully that's what it is. It's just all talk. And we're still at war. Yeah, we are. Afghanistan. We're still the war. That's an active war. It is, but it, it is. It yeah, is. It's an it is. War. And, and if one of your siblings or something. Or children aren't getting killed, then it really doesn't affect you, right? You know, that 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 and that's sad. So, and if we listen to all these people out there who want justification, they want accountability, they want pre knowledge to what's going on with the military and mm-hmm. stuff. Craziness. It's we need to stop that. You know, we need to take a break from thinking that we can have everything we want our way and we don't have to do or give anything, anything at all. Yeah. Yep, you're right. We, we need we need to step away from that for a minute. Well, that's kind of what Barack Obama did when he was president. One of the things he did, he negotiated with Iran. He gave Iran concessions yeah. he, he and he made deals with them. So, I mean, maybe we need a little bit more of that. Not someone saying, nope, we're not giving anybody yeah. nothing, but everybody's going to give us whatever we want. Yeah, pretty much it, it it'll work for a while, but then it it stops working. It stops working completely. Yeah. And uh, the only people that get hurt are the uh, people in these lands that have no control over wars when they get started or ended. I know. It's, it's like war's not clean either, folks. Nope. People it's, die. It's not. We can't. We can't even handle three hurricanes back to back. Right. You know, the infrastructure of the world couldn't handle three hurricanes. How are you going to handle a war? Nuclear war, right, <laughs> and all the things that come along with it. Yeah. Well, Troop, unfortunately, it is time to bid adieu. Oh, uh, t- 
Tuesday, we're definitely going to be talking about uh, the Worcester City Council debate. We didn't get a chance to talk about that, but Tuesday, we're going to talk about the debate that the Worcester City Council had and anything else that's going on in our hometown of Worcester, Mass. Uh, So look forward to seeing you then on Tuesday, and hopefully we'll get to another thousand views on another video. Uh, Or hopefully at least everybody has a little fun with it. Right. That's important in life is to have fun. Yep, that's right. Uh, So I'll be seeing you guys Monday. Troop will be back on Tuesday. Tuesday. Do not forget his show on Wednesday, Archangel the Return to Chivalry, every Wednesday from 3 to 4 on blogtalkradio.com slash Archangel the Return to Chivalry and on YouTube, which will be on Facebook Live and all other social media aspects. So, uh, Troop, we'll see you Tuesday. Uh, everybody, I'll holla. All right. And you have that fun. All right. My people, I don't think I'll be having lunch. Let's see. <laughs>